welcome again to Millennial. Praise the Lord, whether you're in-house or whether you're watching online. Praise the Lord. We always say it. It's better in person, but also there's no distance in the spirit. Praise God. Amen. We call you encouraged. We call you blessed. And we call you the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath. Praise the Lord. You can hear my voice a little bit this morning. Amen. Been preaching and praying and praising. Praise the Lord. But I tell you, God is on the move. And we're so grateful for each and every one of you. Thank you so much to each and every one of you for being part of this great work. Amen. And I say that so humbly, but I know the effort, the energy, the prayer, the hours, the, the, the amount of time, amen, that, that this, this takes just so that we can keep current with God, so that we can keep moving forward in step, leaders, being led by the Spirit of the Lord. It's no small thing. Amen. He goes before us, amen, to make a way for us. He's always done that. And he comes behind us, amen, helping us along, steadying us as we go, amen. And he's always flanking us on the other side so that we are stabilized in Jesus' precious name. So we just, we just love what God is doing around here. And we love you. And we just thank God for each and every one of you. Thank you to everyone that just, you know, even if you can make it on a Sunday, praise the Lord, we'd love to see you more. But we know that life is busy, and if all you can do is get here on a Sunday, we'd love to see your face. Amen. Always stick around at the end of service for people to hug your neck and love you. Make sure that you know that you're loved. Make sure that you know that you're not on your own. Make sure that you know that there are other godly saints, brothers and sisters, that, you know, are loving God and pursuing God and seeking God like you're seeking God. Amen. Why? Because we're finding each other. And in this place, I believe that he is amassing a people that is not satisfied with just the regularities of just having church. Amen. I've said it many, many times. We just don't attend this church. We are part of it. Every one of us brings a supply. What is that like? A supply of the spirit of Jesus Christ. Amen. From the inside of us. We all have a part. You'll never think that you just come and sit in a chair. Amen. You're more than that. Amen. You are one that is loved by God, and not only loved by God, but loved by Pastor Karn and myself, the leadership. Amen. And all of those people that are sitting around you this morning. To everybody that's sitting in homes this morning, wherever you are, on vacation, out of town, on work, whatever, or out there hunting, because it's hunting season. Amen. We just send love to you. Praise the Lord. Amen. Sometimes you just wish we could just hug your necks and, you know, just hold on to you a little while. But you know this that no matter where you are in the world today, you are loved. There are people that are praying for you. Know this, heartfelt prayers that are making tremendous power available, dynamic in this working, are surrounding you, undergirding you, and making tremendous power be a manifestation in your life. If you ever need prayer, please call the church. Please call the number. Amen. They'll put it on the screen for you right now. Amen. Email us. Email is on your screen right now. Amen. And let people know, amen, that you would love agreement in prayer. Prayer is what changes everything. And I always say this, and I've believed this for years and years and years, that it is prayer that precedes the power. Say that with me, everybody. It is prayer that precedes the power. So today, no. 
that you might be thousands of miles away, amen, but you are so close and dear to our hearts. Thank you for your communication. Thank you for your emails. Thank you for commenting. Thank you for sending in your offerings, your tithes, your love gifts. Thank you so much, amen. Every part of it goes towards the work of the gospel of Jesus Christ, amen, to make everything happen around here, bless people's lives, amen, and see the kingdom manifested in a tremendous, powerful way, amen. We got to see it. We got to taste it, amen. We got to see that the Lord is good. So on the back of everything that I've been saying recently, amen, people have been saying, Pastor, you've been giving it the welly. I'm telling you, every service is like, wow, let's go, amen, and we're not backing up. And just because I'm out of, out of pulpit this morning, amen, on location, praise the Lord, it's no different. We're doing this thing, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you so much for making the decision and saying, yes, we need a move of God. Yes, we need an awakening. Yes, we need a revival. Now, speaking about revival, what is a revival and where and who and what? Who is revival for? Well, revival is technically a church world. It's not for the world, a church word. It's not for the church. It's not for the world. It's for the church. It is a church word. God, has, with his breath, with his plan, with his purpose, desires to breathe upon the church again and again and again through history and through the ages, amen, at different times, at different moments, at different moeds, you could say, throughout the years. And I believe that we are embarking upon one of these moments. I have felt it for all these years. It is escalating and escalating, and it has never abated. It has always become stronger and stronger. No matter where I go, no matter where I've been, no matter what I do, I'm always looking for people of like hearts and like minds, somebody that can jump in in prayer with me, somebody that can sing a song with me, somebody that can praise God with me, somebody that can just get with me and agree that the best is yet to come, that the glory of God is manifesting, and we're going to see the greatest day of the church in our lifetime. I believe it. The early church was something, ladies and gentlemen, but it's nothing compared to these latter days. In these latter days, we have the, the, the former and the latter all combined. There's a combustion going on. There's a, confu uh, there's a, uh, a, a fusion, amen. There's a forging of the times that is happening before our very eyes. And you and I are part of the greatest plan that is unfolding from the heart of the Father. It is so exciting. Amen. I'm telling you, I'm going to try my best to keep this between the ages this morning. Amen. As this has been recorded ahead of time for you today. But I tell you, even as I'm speaking it, even with no one, amen, in front of me in this big sanctuary as I record this, amen, I still sense the presence of the Lord. I still sense his presence manifesting and falling in this place. Why? Because he wants to do it and he wants us to allow and to facilitate what needs to be done. This may be Sunday morning. You may be visiting today. You may be hearing about Millennial. Many people around it by Tulsa and the parts are hearing about what's going on in Millennial. You may be here a week, two weeks. You may be here a couple of months. Stay in, guys. You may be here three years, five years, right? Ten years now as we celebrate what God has done. Stay in. And praise the Lord and let the Lord continue 
to, to bless you, to use you. Amen. I tell you, don't be just, you know, getting involved. You know, my job was the start. You know, I'm kind of like apparatus. I'm kind of like scaffolding. You know, no, you're not. You're part of, you're part of the, the works of the Spirit of God that He is bringing and amassing so that we can see the fullness of His demonstration before our very eyes. Amen. We've read books on revival. We've read books on the awakening. But now we are the very living Amen, epistle of his heart, and we will see his goodness manifested in our lives. Amen. So that's my opening today. I hope that blessed you. But I want you to go in your Bibles, please, to Deuteronomy 28. Deuteronomy 28. I'm going to give you some scriptures today that you're very, very uh, au fait with, that you're used to. You know, faith scriptures, uh, the blessing scriptures, all of these different things. And what I've been saying to people is it's going to take a deluge of finances to do in your life what it is that God needs you to do. Paycheck to paycheck is a wonderful thing. Thank God there's money always coming in. Thank God there's always money coming in. There's always money going out and there's always money coming in. But God wants us to live beyond the capping of where we are financially right now. He wants us to walk in the fullness of the blessing. If you were here on Tuesday night, by the Spirit of the Lord, He brought us some truths. He brought us more revelation, more downloads on what it is to walk in the blessing and the fullness of that blessing. And today, I want to tease that out just a little bit more. I believe with all my heart that God wants to bless you in so many different ways that the world will have to stop, take stock, and look at you because you have been so, so blessed tangibly by Almighty God. That's what happened to Israel. That's what happened to all of these people that served the Lord with all of their hearts recorded in the Bible. Solomon, look at Solomon. The gold came from afar. Even when our Lord came to the earth, amen, wise men were already on the way to bring him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. As a child of Almighty God, as his offspring, as the seed of Abraham, we are no different. God can bring all that money into the temple. Praise the Lord. When David was building the temple, then God can bring finances to you so that you can bring it to the house of the Lord. All those people had to have finances somewhere, somehow, because of the offering that they brought that had to be stopped. I know Pastor Karn and myself, we're believing for the over and above. We're believing for that exceedingly abundantly. We're believing for those witty inventions, those godly ideas that will increase us personally, not just so that we can spend it on ourselves, but so that we can furnish the house of God, so that we can see the kingdom suffer no lack. I believe that these scriptures today will help you, will settle you, and give you faith give you that expectation, create that hope within you that you know that regardless of your personal circumstances right now, you know that God has a plan for you and the plan is prearranged, it's prepared ahead of time, and it is a good life for us to walk in. I believe that. I've never doubted it. I've never left the, the, the revelation of it. I push into it further and deeper constantly with the wisdom of God coming from His Word, helping us live out each and every day, believing for the greater, believing for the greater, and using wisdom so that we can see our steps ordered by the Lord, amen, so that they are sure steps, articulated. We have plans, purposes, amen, and that we live this life 
on purpose so that we can see the blessing in full manifestation. It's time. Look at your neighbor and say, it's time today. Well, Deuteronomy 28 says this, reading for verse 1. If you will listen diligently to the voice of the Lord your God, being watchful to do all his commandments, which I command you this day, the Lord your God will set you on high above all the nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. If you heed the voice of the Lord your God, blessed shall you be in the city and blessed shall you be in the field. Blessed shall you be in your body and the fruit of your ground and the fruit of the beasts, the increase of your cattle and the young of your flock. Blessed shall your basket and your kneading truck. Blessed shall you be when you come in and blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord shall cause your enemies who rise up against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. The Lord shall command the blessing upon you in your storehouse and in all that you undertake. And he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God gives you. The Lord will establish you as a people holy to himself. And he has sworn to you, if you will keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. And all the people of the earth shall see that you are called by the name and in the presence of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of you. And the Lord shall make you of a surplus of prosperity, praise God, through the fruit of your body, livestock, and of your ground, and in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers to give you. The Lord shall open to you his good treasury, the heavens to give the rain of your land in his season, and to bless all the works of your hands, and you shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. And the Lord shall make you the head and not the tail, and you shall be above only, and you shall not be beneath. If you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you this day, and are watchful to do them, and you shall not turn aside from any of the words which I command you this day, to the right or to the left, to go after other gods to serve them. That is the heart of the Father. I want you to shout it out. The blessing is upon me. The blessing is inside me. The blessing surrounds me. I am blessed. Shout it out again. I am blessed. Now, I want you to go to the famous faith scriptures, Hebrews 11, verse 1. Hebrews 11, starting at verse 1. It says here, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the men of old obtained a good report. By faith, we understand that the universe was framed by the word of God. So the things which are seen were not made out of things which are visible. Then it goes on to talk about by faith, Abel. Then, of course, verse 5, by faith, Enoch. Then it goes on, verse 7, by faith, Noah, right? Verse 8, by faith, Abraham. It keeps going and going and going, ladies and gentlemen, to verse 17. By faith, Abraham, when he, wa when he was tested, offered up Isaac, and he who had received the promises offered up his only begotten son. Of him, God said, through Isaac shall your seed be named. He reasoned that God was able to raise him up, even from the dead, from which he indeed received him in a figurative sense. Then it says in verse 20, by faith, 
Isaac. In verse 22, by faith, Joseph. In verse 23, by faith, Moses. In verse 24, by, well, I did that, by faith, Moses. In verse 29, look at this. It says, by faith, they passed through the Red Sea as on dry ground, which the Egyptians attempted to do, but were drowned. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for seven days. And verse 31 says, by faith, the prostitute Rahab, when she received the spies with peace, did not perish with those who did not believe. And what more shall we say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, of David, Samuel, the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, administered justice, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions. I love this stuff. Quenched the violence of fire, escaped the age of the sword, out of the weakness were made strong, became valiant in fighting, and turned the armies of foreign enemies to flight. It was amazing. It went on to say, women received their dead, raised to life again. Others were tortured and did not accept deliverance so that they might obtain a better resurrection. Still, others had trials of mocking and scourging and even chains and imprisonment. They were stoned. They were sawn in two, were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered around in sheepskins and goatskins while destitute, afflicted, and tormented. The world was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts and mountains, in dens and caves of the earth. These all have obtained a good report through faith. These all have obtained a good report through faith. But they did not receive the promise, for God provided something better for us, so that with us they would be made perfect. In other words, they did not see some of the things that God said to them, promised to them in their day, but we are living in what God promised them. That's why we never get out of sorts with God. When we don't see what we believe should have happened, happen in our lifetime. Because there's a generation that is coming up after us, guys. Amen. That are going to live in the goodness and in the furtherance of the blessing. Amen. When you have long gone into the presence of the Lord, your seed will be mighty on the earth. Shut it out. My seed will be mighty on the earth. Well, let's take a look closer at Deuteronomy uh, 28. In verse 2, it says, all these blessings shall come on you and overtake you. Another translation says this, all these blessings shall come upon you and shall find you. I'm ready to be found. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to be found by something that God wants to do in and through my life. When we speak the name of Jesus, ladies and gentlemen, by faith, it gives your faith it gives the goodness of God. It gives the blessing of God an address. Amen? It knows where to land when something wants to move your direction. In the Hebrew, it says this, just simply, it will reach you. In verse 8, the message translation says this, God will order a blessing on your barns, and workplaces. This received that work order right now from heaven. Amen? A work order that God is what? God is ordering a blessing on your barns and on your workplaces. 
The CEV says it like this. The Lord your God is giving you the land, and he will make sure you are successful in everything that you do. He's going to make sure that you are successful in everything that you do. Amen. I want you to shut it on. I am a success in Jesus' precious name. Verse 11, look at this in the message translation. God will lavish you with good things. The Amplified says, the Lord shall make you have surplus of prosperity. Another translation says, the Lord will make you fertile in every good thing. And the REV says this, the Lord will make you abound in prosperity. I love this. Verse 12 in the message says, God will throw open the doors of his sky vaults and pour rain on your land on schedule and bless the work you take in hand. You will lend to many nations, but you yourself won't have to take out alone. I'm going to say it again. God will throw open the doors of his sky vaults and pour rain on your land on schedule and bless the work you take in hand. You will lend to many nations, but you yourself won't have to take out a loan. Glory to God, ladies and gentlemen. Lift your hands and receive the blessing of God. The blessing is in you. The blessing is on you. The blessing surrounds you. The blessing is overtaking us. The doors, the vaults of heaven are open, Scripture says. And as tithers, everybody shout it out, I am a tither. As tithers, those windows cannot be shut. Those windows cannot be shut. Those windows are open, and the devourer that wants to come and to destroy and to rob and to steal and to kill cannot do what he wants to do because we have a covenant with God. We have tithers' rights. I'm shouting. I'm roaring. I tell you, I, I, I wish you could feel what I feel right now. I pray that you do. I pray that you sense the expectation because something miraculous, something supernatural, something of a God kind, something of heaven touching down on earth. Wow! Something of a boom! Something has just taken place. Something has just manifested, and it's called the blessing. Today, you're going home differently to what you come, ladies and gentlemen. Today, I believe with all my heart that the glory and the goodness of God is going to manifest in such a measure that you yourself are going to be astounded. I said to somebody recently, you're going to be astonished, astonished at the goodness of God, astonished by the manifestation. And you're going to do this, this, and then after a moment or two of realization settling in, my God, heaven has just touched down in my life. Something supernatural, something that you could not do. Mephibosheth, you remember in the story, you know, the grandson of Saul was just, you know, just, he just felt so low. He was lame. You know, he was hiding out at Lodabar because he thought, surely David is going to kill me. I'm last in the household of Saul. Surely I'm walking about with a target on my back as a lame duck. No, but I tell you, David had the heart of the Father, had the heart of God, and he was saying, is there anyone left that belongs to the household of Saul? Amen. He found out there was Mephibosheth. He went and got Mephibosheth, and he brought him back, and he set him at his own table and furnished him and lavished him with his inheritance. I believe, amen, no matter how you feel about yourself, you might feel like you are the least of the clan. You might feel like you are the least, um, just, like, just like Gideon. 
Just like Gideon, we are the lowest of the lowest. We don't have very much. We're hiding out in a, in a, in a, in a little wooden shack, Pastor. I'm telling you, Jesus, amen, didn't really have too great of a, of a start, a stable, ladies and gentlemen. The king of glory in a lowly stable. It doesn't matter where you are right now. It's just that you just don't have to stay there in that stable. You don't have to stay there in that little wooden shack. Come on, God's got something bigger. I can hear the sound whoa, of bricks arriving in our yard. I can hear the sound of wood arriving in our yard. I can hear the sound of hammers and chisels and electric saws. I can hear the sound of building, ladies and gentlemen. Why? Because God wants to build something beautiful in our lives and through our lives to the glory of his name. Let's keep going. Verse 12, I said it again, and I need to say it again to you, and again, and again, and again. Look at this. God will throw open the doors of his sky vaults and pour rain on your land on schedule. On schedule. He'll not be behind time. Habakkuk 2. Come on, the vision is for an appointed time. And it will not be behind hand. It will not be behind time. It'll come right on time, right when you need it. I love this. You will lend to many nations and you yourself won't have to take out a loan. I want you to lift your hand and say, I take that in the name of Jesus. The Amplified says, the Lord shall open to you his good treasure. The New Living Translation simply says this, the Lord will send rain at the proper time from his rich treasury in the heavens and will bless the work you do. Uh, the treasury in the Hebrew says this, it's a de depository, it's an armory. The BBE says he will open his storehouse in heaven. And the CEP says the Lord will open the storehouses of the skies. I want, excuse me, I want you to declare this. I am walking in the fullness of the blessing. Say it again. I am walking in the fullness of the blessing. Say it again. I am walking in the fullness of the blessing. One more time. I am walking in the fullness of the blessing. This blessing is fully furnished and liberally supplied. It means I'm filled to the top, nothing wanting. I'm filled to the brim, nothing lacking. My ship is full and overflowing. The blessing has come to me. The blessing has overtaken me. And I am walking in the superabundant, exceeding excess, fullness of the blessing. Say this with me. I am walking in the fullness of the blessing. Say this with me. I am fully furnished. Say this with me, I am liberally supplied. Say this, filled to the top, nothing wanting. Filled to the brim, nothing lacking. My ship is full, I'm overflowing. The blessing has come to me. Shut it out. The blessing has come to me. The blessing has overtaken me. And I am walking in the superabundant, exceeding excesses of the fullness of the blessing. I declare in the name of Jesus, just like men of old walked with God, and they saw God manifest so powerfully and so wonderfully, ladies and gentlemen, we too in this day and in this hour are going to see the goodness of our King. He is our King. Amen. And I'm telling you, no king is living like a pauper on the earth. Sometimes, and all that you can see is the circumstance, the problems, 
the bills, the lack, the insufficiency. It's very hard for you to get a visual of what it is and how it is that you should be living. You know, right now, in, in the United Kingdom, we can see all this pomp and circumstance and ceremony since the Queen died just over a week ago and is now with her Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ in heaven. We have seen so much pomp, circumstance, and ceremony. One will say it's not necessary, and another will say it's absolutely necessary. How do you think it's going to be when we get to heaven? Do you think we're just going to casually, nonchalantly just, you know, just, you know, parade ourselves, you know, just in our, in our relaxed old jeans and, you know, our, our, our big old, you know, floppy top? I honestly believe that we're going to be given robes. I honestly believe that we're going to be given clothes, clothes that resemblance, resemblance, but that resemblance of heaven itself. I don't believe there's going to be broken down stuff, you know, stuff of decay, litter on the street, trash here and trash there. I don't believe that people are just going to live slouchy old lives. I believe we're going to be quickened and glorified, and we're going to be brought up into a celestial presence, a celestial mode of operations. All this pomp and circumstance on the earth is nothing, nothing to what it's going to be like in the kingdom of heaven. I believe that there are ways that we know not of. And I tell you, there's ways that we've entered to, into in the earth, you know, of, you know, these days of no respect and very little honor and disregard for position, disregard for, you know, people in authority and all of those disregard for the police force, disregard for, you know, just, just judges, disregard even in days. Could you have believed it in your lifetime that you would have saw such scourge coming against even our Supreme Court justices? You can see that, that honor and, and everything that goes with that is at a, such a low level. Well, not in the kingdom of God. Sometimes people think there's no rank in the kingdom of God, but if you study scripture, you will see there absolutely is. There's even rank and file in the principalities and powers. Just read scripture. We're going to see something of a show that we've never seen before. We're going to see an operation that we have never, ever experienced in our life. Some of the greatest shows on earth will be nothing compared to what's going to happen in the kingdom of God. Right now, you know, as we see, you know, the queen uh, coming to her, uh, you know, her burial tomorrow, uh, the body, uh, the burial tomorrow. And, you know, as we begin to, you know, see all of this, you've seen the accession of a king. You've seen somewhat of what many don't understand or what many don't uh, get, you know, living, living in a republic and all of those different things. And, and I say that so respectfully, but one that has been brought up in the United Kingdom and, uh, and you know, a royal subject and, and all that goes along with that. I remember Shepherd Smith one time and, uh, you know, something was going on with the royal family and, you know, a, a pump and circumstance. And Shepherd Smith says this, can you imagine all these people are subjects, that they like to live their life as subjects? Well, at that moment, I, I, I think any respect that I had for Shepherd Smith, I lost it right there because he didn't realize the heart of a people. He didn't realize that there was a people that, that, that loved 
their queen, that loved her, not just because she was queen, but because of everything that she stood for. There are people in the world today, they don't get it why we want to give our lives for Jesus Christ. They don't get it why we want to lay down our lives. They don't get it why we want to give our lives to Jesus, not just once, but every day, that we sacrifice personal time so that we can give him our time, so that we can give him whatever he needs so that we can see his kingdom come, his kingdom among us. People have said to me over the years, even in different places that I went, you know what, you need some time for yourself, man. You need to, you need to take some. I said, you know what? When I received Jesus as the king of my life, I became his faithful servant. I became not only his son and his heir, but I became his servant. He became my Lord. I became the one that he could use We've all prayed it, use me. But use me when it's convenient, Lord. No, use me at any time. That means even if I have a party scheduled tonight, amen, and God wants me to be somewhere else for his glory and for his honor and to do whatever, I can't tell you how many times Karen and myself have had to drop family things to go and minister to people. And one will say, I don't think you should do that, Pastor Paul. Listen, my family are well catered for. My family, I'm telling you, in love, the agape, the phileo, what? My family, they miss nothing with Karen and myself. My children, we spend so much time with them. Why? Because we made decisions years ago that my children were not going to be lost to a system, but they would be enveloped and completely immersed in the kingdom of God. That's when you see us at church. Our children are at church also. Don't leave your children at home. Bring your children with you. Well, pastor, they're in a routine. You are their routine. Your child doesn't set the routine. You are the routine. You bring them along. Amen. Have baby. Put baby on by. Let's go. Let's serve the Lord with gladness. Let's bring the kingdom of God into full manifestation in our homes and loose the blessing. Don't be afraid of a little pomp and circumstance and ceremony. Don't be afraid. Don't be looking on in England and saying, ah, oh, you know what, it's just a, a bunch of hooey. Look at them all, you know, just worshiping the king and all those different things. There's nobody worshiping the king, the earthly one. I, in my heart, I worship the king of kings and the Lord of lords. But I also respect and I honor the king. I honor the system that God set up. It may not be for everybody, but it is a system. And it works for many, many people. I believe the Queen of England served the Lord with her heart. She served the people because of what she was called to do. And I believe it is a call. In just a little bit of time, we're going to witness a coronation. There is an anointing, ladies and gentlemen, that comes with the coronation. It is recorded. And it's something that I would like you to take stock of as we go into this with our very eyes, in our lifetime, we are going to get to see a live coronation of an earthly king. And it's something you do not want to miss, even as Americans. 
You know, the world is not so separated today. We are blessed to be Americans. We are blessed to be in what? In this one nation under God. We are blessed to witness these end times living in a country called the United States of America. We are blessed. And we are blessed with freedom. And we can use this freedom to glorify God. One day, we will step through the gates of heaven. And we too will behold him, the king of glory. We will cast our crowns before him and he will receive all of what we did on the earth to his praise and to his glory. It's amazing. God is on the move and we are moving with him. In Numbers 14, 28, it says this, as truly as I live, saith the Lord, and as you have spoken in mine ears, so will I do. The Knox translation says this, tell them this, as I am living, as I am a living God, the Lord says, the very words you have used in my hearing shall come true. Smith's version says this, I will do to you just as I have heard you say. And I love this one, it says, say to them, as I live, it is Yahweh who speaks. I will deal with you according to the very words you have used in my hearing. Now, we're smart people. We know that Corinthians tells us that I believe, therefore I speak. We know Proverbs 18 tells us that death and life are in the power of the tongue. We're going to eat the fruit of our words. And I believe that these words are containers of what it is that we need to manifest for the good in our lives. In Joshua 1.8, I'll not keep you much longer, but I believe that this is powerful today because God is securing the revelation that you're not trying to get from God, that you are blessed. The blessing is inside you and the blessing has come upon you for such a time as this so that you can live on the earth, the head and not the tail. With the advantage of faith over every other unbeliever, you as a believer can surge forward in the confidence and trust of God to know that God and his word by the power of his spirit makes the difference in each and every one of our lives. Joshua 1.8 says this, This book of the law shall not depart out of my mouth, but I shall meditate therein day and night, that I may observe and do according to all that is written therein. The Moffat translation says this, this law book, you shall never cease to have on your lips. You must pour over it day and night, that you may be mindful to carry out all that is written in it. For so shall you make your way prosperous and you shall succeed. Another translation says, you must talk to yourself day and night, this word, day and night. Recite it, day and night, another translation. And the Knox translation says this, it's beautiful. The law thou hast in writing must govern every utterance of thine. Night and day thou must ponder over it so as to carry out all the terms of it faithfully. So will thou guide thy steps truly and prosper. Amplified your use to it, says this, then you shall deal wisely and of good success. Another translation says, have the book of this law always on your lips. And this beautiful translation says, let this book of the law be ever on your lips and in your thoughts day and night, 
so that you may keep with care everything in it. Then a blessing will be on all your way and you will do well. The young says this, then thou dost cause thy way to prosper and then thou dost act wisely. Father, today in the name of Jesus, I thank you for these precious, precious people. Father God, a lot of scripture, a lot of word, a lot of, Father God, exhortation and teaching, and yet, Father, a lot of stirring of faith. Today, I ask for every person, Father God, within the sound of my voice, to be quickened in this area. Father God, these days on earth, that they will be like heaven on earth. Even as we see, Father God, the passing of the Queen of England, Queen Elizabeth II, and now, Father God, the accession of King Charles III. Let us, Father God, have a glimpse one more time of how, Father God, a world can live with no lack, no lack, insufficiency. That, Father God, they can live in the grandeur that all of this life could ever provide for them. And yet, Father, your word tells us that that is available to all of us, that we all should be living in such, Father God, finesse and beauty and kingdom living. We should all be furnished in abundance, needing no aid or support by the strategies and, Father God, by the position that you've given to us as the church to rule and reign Romans tells us, as kings in this life. I pray today that you hear this with all your heart and that you hear my heart as pastor. It's not good enough, guys. And Karna myself have said this for years. It's not good enough that we don't have what we need to do what it is that we long to do. I believe that he said that if we delight ourselves in the Lord, he will give us the desires of our hearts today. I believe that this message is completely hand-scripted by the Spirit of the Lord for each and every one of us. I believe that God is moving mightily and powerfully right now in this service and wherever you are out there. And I have not preached this to get your tithes or to get your offerings. I have preached this so that you would prosper, so that you would flourish, and that you would be successful in everything that you would set your hand to do. Watch with your eyes how even in the limitations of the earth, how kings and queens live. They don't live as paupers. They don't live from hand to foot. They don't live from paycheck to paycheck. They don't live scrounging and begging. They live, you may say, with entitlement. Well, I believe there's an ungodly entitlement. And that entitlement is to the blessing. We are entitled to walk and operate in the blessing of Almighty God. We are entitled to the fullness of the promise and the legacy and the inheritance of Jesus Christ. I want you to shout it out. I believe it with all my heart. Say it again. I believe this with all my heart. He's given us laws. He's, he's opened the windows and allowed us to see into the realms and the workings of spiritual laws. They're not get-rich schemes and get-rich-quick schemes and fake-it-till-you-make-it schemes. They're laws, spiritual laws, principles 
that are, are eternal. Wisdom, Proverbs is full of it. But the blessing of the Lord maketh truly rich and adds no sorrow. Niling, neither will toiling increase it. In other words, there is something greater than work. It's called the blessing. It's called the operations of the workings of the laws of the Spirit. And anyone that will work these laws with the wisdom that God has provided for us will see the fruit of these laws come to pass in their lives. We say it around here, weekly, bi-weekly, if not daily, the miracle continues because it is a miracle. But God not only wants us to live out of a miracle, He wants to, us to live out of wisdom because wisdom is the principal thing. You know, you are the wisest man or woman, boy and girl, that ever would live on the planet that has received the revelation of tithing with all your heart. You're one of the most wisest people alive today on the earth because you tithe and you refuse not to tithe, whether things are good or not. In Carnes and myself, it wouldn't matter what went on. We tithe off every profit we get. Anything that is given to us of a profit nature, we tithe off that. We've teach, taught, well, uh, we've taught our children throughout the years to do exactly the same. And we are encouraging you to do that as well. Align yourself with the Word. Align yourself with the promises. Align yourself with the working of the spiritual laws. Align yourself with God said, not what you think, with God said. And you will begin to see the plan and the purpose of God become a fulfillment, a manifestation in your life in the mighty name of Jesus.